You are listening to the Cattle Call Podcast. This is the place where computer-aided design and drafting meets humor and practicality, with a touch of business acumen thrown in for fun. Jim and Rocco, the owners of Zentech Consultants, the premier U.S. technology consulting firm for architecture, engineering, construction, and manufacturing, discuss the fascinating world of CAD with some humor and some honesty. The Cattle Call Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Cattle Call Podcast with Jim and Rocco from Zentech Consultants. I am your host, Jim Coppinger, and with me, as always, is my business partner and the the harsh taskmaster who keeps me working 70 hours a week, Mr. Rocco Parisi. Good morning, everyone. He really only works 10. Well, I'm around 70. I probably only do about 10 hours of work. That's fair. I can't argue that one. So... Uh, but for today, folks, we actually have a special guest with us today. Uh, crazy enough to come back and join us for a second time is Kim Furman. <laughs> yes, crazy, is, crazy is a good word for There you go. It. That's it. You didn't learn your lesson the first go around, so you came yeah, back for more trouble. <laughs> <laughs> so Kim is the uh, the president of Augie, and she is also, she's got the greatest job title in the world. She's an architectural technologist. I love that. Yes. That is like the coolest, yeah. coolest title in all of existence. And Kim's been Working with us for a while, she helps us out on the BIM and the Revit side, and she's, uh, like I said, our, our first repeat guest. So, you know, I love people awesome. who just don't learn their lessons. <laughs> yes. So thanks for I joining mean, us we're just again. on the same level. Did you ever think of that? Uh, no, I think way better of you than that, Kim. I really do. <laughs> Thank you. I wouldn't put you down on our level. <laughs> That'd just be mean. So. Oh, <laughs> All right, so... Uh, Kim is with us today, and, and today we're going to be talking about, uh, which is a very fitting topic, uh, considering all that's going on in the in the country right now with the COVID nineteen. We're going to be talking about remote collaboration and what it looks like, particularly as it relates to the to the CAD world. So, before we get into uh, talking about this and how do we, you know, best practices for working from home and how do people deal with it, let's uh, let's give Tim Kim the floor here for a second. Why don't you tell people who you are and tell us about your background, Kim? Yeah. So, uh, as Jim said, I'm. Uh currently president of Augie and a great uh, organization. Um, we provide connection for people all around the world in uh, CAD and BIM forums. We have a magazine, Augie World, that goes out once a month. And um, I've actually been working from home as a consultant uh, for the last three years, um, the last two on my own personally, and also doing training with Zentech. And, you know, it's funny kind of seeing everyone now trying to work at home, doing something that I've been doing now for a few years and is just my norm. Yeah, um, yeah. So hopefully we can, you know, kind of talk this through how it looks, what, you know, how I work from home, how others work from home and, you know, maybe get us all through this crazy time that we're in. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect segue, right? So that that's exactly right. We want to talk about remote collaboration today, right? Because like I said, mm-hmm. you know, for, for a lot of folks, it's a brand new world for them they, they've never been able to or, or maybe even I, I can't imagine anybody didn't want to work from home but maybe not quite <laughs> maybe not quite in this way this wasn't what we were yeah. looking for um and and there are a lot of particular concerns i think you know particularly when it comes to the cad and design world when you're working in that remote environment um so you said you get a lot of a lot of folks who are in kind of new and unexpected circumstances with you know working from home um, you know, and, and, and a lot of them may not have had this experience and, and some of them may be struggling to get the full infrastructure that they need mm. in place, you know, to, to work from home. Um, and, and I think, you know, when it comes to working, particularly in, in, in the CAD world, right, there, there are a whole bunch of other concerns 
that you need to address. You know, particularly uh, if you're you're involved in working in the design world with you know centralized and shared models. You know that that you can be dealing with in you know a Revit environment or similar systems. So, Kim, let let's start then with with some basic infrastructure for the two D. We'll start with the two D world, right? For the two D CAD environment first. What do you what do you see as the best and and the simplest <laughs> tools for anybody who's trying to work remotely using kind of traditional CAD systems? Yeah, so really, generally for for two D systems, uh, it again depends on the software. If you're working in a software that allows uh, multi-user collaboration, for example, um, if you're able to modify XRefs for in AutoCAD, um, things like that, you still need to have some type of access that allows you that particular collaboration. So whether it's um, a cloud-based or a server-based, um, the the really you know the basics are you have to have a point of access, and um, you know what that looks like for your company is probably different on different levels, hmm. for sure. Okay, all right. So you 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 just you know you, you mentioned XRefs, right? And I think that's an important thing for for folks in the CAD world because we're talking about external references and underlays, which are kind of you know secondary reference files. Um, mm-hmm. You know how 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 from the from a, a collaboration standpoint when you got so many people work from home how do we ensure that people are looking at the correct versions of that data you know when they're spread around the world how can we ensure that you know the xrefs and the underlays are reading you know the current versions from the right locations yeah so the key really I think the key to um, any type of remote collaboration is um, you know communication first of all and organization and you need to be able to whether you're accessing a VPN whether you're remote desktoping into your um, office your you know your physical office however you're doing that you need to have a method of organization for your files and then you need to be able to communicate with those that you're collaborating with so I you know I think when you're working remotely it's easy to get siloed. It's easy to just be isolated and, you know, I'm working in my own little world here. I need to make it a point to actually reach out to uh, those that I'm collaborating with or those that I'm working with and saying, hey, this is what I'm working on today. This is where I'm at with the project. I just wanted to give you an update. Is there anything that you need from me? That sort of thing, you know, as you go along. Yeah. And I think it's also important there, you know, just to remember in terms of not siloing yourself. I think that, you know, not just communication about the project, but I think just general human communication is vital too. You know, I mean, one of the things that, you know, Rock, Rocco and I do pretty regularly, you know, we, we, you know, we call, you know, when we're from home, we'll, we'll call each other throughout the day just to, you know, talk for two or three minutes. Uh, you know, we, we got teams up, we'll chit chat. And that's something that, you know, normally in the regular work environment, you kind of get frowned on when you're having like the little fun conversation about, you know, what what, what oh, you did last weekend or what are your plans for yeah. next weekend, you know? But I think in this environment, I think it's actually needed. I think, you know, to kind of keep our own sanity, we, we need that human contact as we're going through. Yeah. So, and, and we were talking about infrastructure. I think really the, the key to working from home, the key to being able to um, access your work first and foremost is having a good internet connection. Um, you know, your basic cable isn't going to cut it when you're trying to work over a network. Um, so that's something, you know, maybe you need to upgrade your service a little bit and, you know, hey, talk to your employer about it if they're requiring you to work from home. 
then you know see if maybe they can help chip in or yeah. or work something yeah. out that way get, get a little extra you know on the side to, to bump up to mm -hmm. that next level that helps everybody yeah. and, and to be fair just it's funny because they said my wife when my uh, my wife's been working from home as well and you know I, I did have to notice and I had to go downstairs into her office the other day and be like <laughs> are you streaming live radio she's like yeah why I'm like okay you need to turn that off I'm teaching a class and it's starting <laughs> to drag a little bit so you, you know you gotta you gotta know what your limitations are in your bandwidth it's a, it's a great right point. so uh, I think even little little tips like even making making sure that your drivers are are updated. I know that, that my wife, like uh, many people, are is working from home now as well. And uh, she was having, you know, connections where 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 she would drop connections. So you want to make sure that your your drivers, uh, your is it your video car drivers, Jim, are are updated as well. Yeah, and even just the drivers for your wireless, uh, you know, network cards and that, you know, pretty much everything. You want to make sure. You know, take take a couple hours, you know, in the evening or whatever, and just really make sure that all of your your drivers and all your firmware and your softwares are all been updated. It, it really does have a big impact on your connection speeds. Yeah, yeah and talk to your your IT guys at work too. Um, I know with my husband works for the state, and you know he has to have a particular type of security on our network for what he does, and so. Um, you know, that can sometimes interfere if someone else tries to log in or if there are certain programs that run, you know, all those, all that technical IT stuff. Uh -huh. uh, you just got really loud. I think oh. I bumped. My <laughs> uh, I'm getting real loud. I'm naturally real loud. <laughs> I, I have a. Uh, see, connection <laughs> stuff. Now all of a sudden Kim's cutting out on yeah. me. There we go. Okay, we're good. Yeah, there we go. I think we're good. Woo. Okay. See um, the the fun parts yeah. of working from home. It's the little things. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Don't don't uh, pinch the buttons, but um, but yeah. So there's you know all sorts of things that can you know come up when you're when you're trying to work from home. It's not just a matter of being able to plug and play. Um, you know when it comes to accessing, especially company uh, company networks and things like that. Yeah. Yep, getting the IT up is definitely a good thing. So, um, all right. So, I'm, so you know, I think that a lot of what people need to consider when they're working, you know, remotely in the CAD world, um, I think a lot of it about the structure of the project. Um, you know, if 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 you're just working with simple business documents like you know Word or Excel files, uh, you know, it's it's easy enough to just toss those into Dropbox or SharePoint or any other cloud-based structure, whatever you're using, and you give people links, right? You just let them do right. their thing, go to work, do what you got to do. Uh, but I think when it's when it's CAD based, design based, you, you need to allow for that referencing structure. Um, and I think another real important key here is that you also need to allow for some kind of a checkout check in process, you know, because uh, like you were saying before, most CAD systems don't directly handle the concept of co-authoring right? or having mm -hmm. multiple people editing files at the same time. Um, usually what you're going to want to do is is lock the editing down to one person at a time. You know, that's just what they call the checkout process. Um, and that lets other people know who has the file out for editing, right? So, you know, and then once they're done, right, you need to uh, you know, either release or, or, or replace that file back to the central storage location and remove whatever locks have been put on it. That's what we call the, the check-in mm -hmm. process. Um, you know, that allows other people now to go take their turn modifying your design. And, and that concept, that process has been around for years in, in document management systems like Vault and ProjectWise and others. Uh, but it is actually something that's kind of new to cloud-based systems, right? Cloud-based systems are a little bit more open in that respect. Um, so I'm going to ask him then, you know, which, what cloud-based systems do you know, do you know of 
right? That handle that check-in, check-in process, process, <laughs> or, or even that allow any for co-authoring and, and, and the like. Yeah. So my background, of course, is, is mostly Revit-based. Um, and so, you know, for years we've been using what's what was called collaboration for Revit. And, you know, this kind of, you know, you, you put your central model out in the cloud and then you're able to uh, work on a local model from that central model. It saves back and you're not, um, you know, you're not stepping on anyone else's toes as you're working because you're all working basically in your own local model. Um, this is kind of transition now into what they're calling BIM 360. And so um, that is, that's a whole new ball game uh, for Autodesk and it's actually rather timely uh, with the capabilities that that, that has. So I'm, I know we're going to talk about that in a few minutes. So yes, I'll yes. let that. <laughs> okay, there you go. Okay. Okay. All right. So Rocco then, let, let's ask you, right? So in terms of our client base um, here in Zentech, how do our user levels stack up with what Kim's recommending? I mean, things, you know, how many of our folks are, you know, using the BIM 360 and, and you know, the, the Revit Central model kind of concept or... Do we just, you know, is it an entirely brave new world or people just kind of throwing things in the cloud and trying to figure it out? Uh, it, it's really all over the map. I mean, uh, it, it's funny. I spoke with a customer just yesterday and, uh, you know, they're, they're based in New York. So they have people working from, from home. And so he, he says, you know, he, he says it's funny because my group, he says, it's pretty is pretty advanced. You know, we're using BIM 360 and, you know, we're doing OK. He says, but the, the rest of the company is is really struggling. So, um, you know, so it goes to show even within within a large firm, you could have different different groups uh, working at different levels. So, uh, my feeling is is that the larger firms are a little bit more um, uh, more up to date with using technology like BIM three hundred and sixty, but uh, a lot of the smaller firms are you know, are going to struggle a little bit. That's where the communication that we were talking about earlier, the verbal communication over the phone or over Teams or Skype, if you have that capability, really comes into play. Right. Yep. So that's important. So, you know, I think in the current environment, right, it's it's important that we understand what the, the possible pain points of the remote collaboration can be. But I but I think it's also important to understand that there are positives, right, especially for smaller companies who, who don't really have the infrastructure for this already set up, right? With so many of us who are unable to go to the office, um, we need assistance getting that, you know, the, the correct software installed and configured for our needs. But luckily, and, and with, with props to a lot of the folks out there, a lot of the software companies are actually helping out with free access to their collaboration tools, you know, during the, the, the current emergency. I mean, companies like Autodesk, they're really trying to help everybody adapt to this work from home remote environment. So, Kim, I know that uh, you know Autodesk has a specific site set up for this. Where where can people go to kind of get information on on what Autodesk is doing to help out during the COVID nineteen stuff? Yeah, so if you go to the Autodesk uh, website, actually on their homepage, they have a link uh, to their Autodesk news website, which is the COVID re, you know regarding COVID nineteen. Uh, you can also go to their BIM three hundred and sixty, which is just uh, BIM three hundred and sixty dot and uh, find links to their products there as well. Excellent. All right. Perfect. So with that, I think we're going to take a quick break to hear from today's sponsor. And then we will be back with Kim Furman to talk about the best CAD collaboration tool and some, uh, some cool tips on how to use them. So we'll be back in just a minute with the Cattle Call Podcast. 
All right, everybody, today's cattle call was brought to you courtesy of Zentech Consultants. That's Rocco and I. Uh, Zentech Consultants works with design and manufacturing firms to help our clients purchase and implement the software that they need in these complex industries. Uh, we provide a single point of contact for clients to buy, develop, and learn the most vital software systems for your specific needs. Uh, Zentech strives to be your trusted technology partner from your initial needs all the way through long-term support and training for your entire staff. So Rocco, why don't you tell them how to reach out to Zentech? All right, yeah, you can reach out to us through zentechconsultants.net. You can email us at sales at zentechconsultants.net. Or you can even call us, 866-824-4459. Excellent. We look forward to hearing from you all. All right, everybody. You are back once again with the Cattle Call Podcast. All right. So since uh, we got Kim Furman here today from Augie, uh, I'm going to skip my maths. For once, oh, all right. Wow. I'm gonna. I'm not. I'm not gonna do the math this time. And I'm gonna. I'm gonna let uh, Kim tell us about BIM 360. All right. It's from mm-hmm. Autodesk, and you're gonna tell us how that works for both CAD and obviously for the BIM world. So, what exactly yeah. is BIM 360? All right. Start there, and, and why should everybody be using it? Yeah, BIM 360 is. Um, man, it's like the Cadillac of Autodesk systems. It is designed for really a construction management all the way from design up through uh, you know physical actual field construction and so uh, with BIM 360 you can do everything from project management you can do design collaboration we were talking about Revit cloud work sharing Uh, you can do collaboration through uh, with civil 3d and plant 3d Uh, you can you know handle your quality uh, control your checklists, your punch lists, you know, really everything that goes into a construction project you can do through BIM 360. And, you know, it's not just, you know, you can use it for, uh, you know, really a wide variety of tasks and coordination with your team. So, um, you know, whether you're a contractor or an owner or, you know, an, an architect, uh, everyone can use BIM 360 to stay on task with their projects. Okay, sounds good. Um, so let me ask you this then. So when it comes to BIM 360, uh, can people host files other than CAD-related stuff? Um, you know, if they want to put, you know, PDFs and Word documents and Excel spreadsheets so that everybody on the team can work the entire, you know, the entire project from one, one location. Yeah, absolutely. And that's part of uh, BIM 360 Docs. So it's basically a, a cloud storage for your, for your documents. Okay. Very cool. All right. So, and not not overly difficult to learn or or, or utilize. Not at all. Not okay. at all. Everything is is very self explanatory. There are, um, you know, of course, tutorials available, and you know, training through Zentech. Hey, there you go. See that? <laughs> I like it when you put in the plugs. It makes me happy. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. Yeah. So you know, BIM three hundred and sixty. It, it's a really amazing tool for 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 CAD. Pel- CAD people, um, and I think that everybody should hit uh, you know the the Autodesk site right again. You hit their their adsknews.autodesk.com right on the the COVID nineteen stuff, and you sure. can see how to use it and all the other programs that Autodesk is offering. Um, and, and I'll be honest, I, I have a quick question for you. You're guys. not allowed did, to did, ask did, questions. Was that in? Uh, uh, come on, we have to involve you in this conversation. <laughs> Does, so is BIM three sixty free of charge, or how, how does that how does that structure? Word. This is Autodesk, right? 
<laughs> so there, there are some features that I'm going to probably lose my job, but um, there are some features that are part of the industry collections. So you have some access to the cloud storage, and you know, of course, right now with the with the COVID emergency going on, um, they are offering um, more features available to you at this time. So. Okay. Yes, yeah. and, and it's true, and, and I, I do the same thing, right? I know I knock I knock on Autodesk a lot on this show, um, you know, because of their their monetary needs. Uh, but you know, I, I do think it's great that they're that they're helping out, and, and they are offering more tools to help people out in this emergency. Um, you know, we, we do need it, and it's great that they're doing that. And there, you know, a lot of companies, uh, and like seeing so Autodesk isn't the only system that's offering up some good tools and freebies at the moment. Um, you know, for example, they're like Bluebeam Review, which is my my personal favorite tool in the whole world for file sharing and PDF redlining, estimating markups. Love that thing. I've been using it for forever. Um, it, they are right now they're offering fully functional versions of their uh, extended program, free for 90 days to any licensed user. So if you already have a license of Bluebeam, you can get a completely full free version that you can run and install for 90 days for your remote home system. So, you know, a lot of companies are really stepping forward and I think that's really, really cool of them. So, um, all right. So Kim, what other software do you recommend for use in the remote work, right? You know, whether they're, you know, free or reduced price right now, or, or just ones that are just plain good to use, what, which ones do you recommend for folks? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, Bluebeam is is at the top of my list also. And then of course your, you know, your kind of your communication software, Zoom, Slack, uh, things like that. Um, and you know, good old Outlook, just having that email communication as well. So right. So yeah, Outlook is it can be a real useful thing. Yeah, don't don't sell that short, right? Yeah, um, yeah, or Microsoft Teams. Yeah, like Teams. I'm I'm a huge, huge fan of Teams as well. And what I love about Teams is that you can actually one of the things is that you can actually uh, email the teams directly. And this way, everything's mm -hmm. kind of centralized. You know, you're not kind of sending 30 individual emails to people. You send to the team, and the email is right there for everybody to respond to and work on collaboratively. I really like that aspect of it. So, sure. Rocco, what, what are we seeing with our clients, right? What tools are they focusing on right now for collaboration? I mean, and from, from my standpoint, I have been taking a ton of meetings and phone calls over the last two weeks on Teams in particular, as, as Kim was saying. That's been a big one for me. What are you seeing? Yeah, I, I, Teams is probably the biggest one that I'm that I'm hearing folks um, really trying to to deploy and and use and 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 like we just started saying, I mean, it really has a lot of a lot of functionality and and just just to do our own sales plug here. I mean, if you guys need help with with getting Teams configured, set up, um, providing training for you, we do offer uh, a getting started with Teams program. And we're happy to work with you at whatever level you need. You know, we we understand the the urgency of the situation to keep keep business flowing here. So Teams is is definitely um, the probably the the biggest one that that I hear people using. There are some folks still using Skype, but not not as many. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and, and the other the, the other is has been three sixty. You know, and I, I think I'll just on, on the Outlook side. You know, there, there's a lot of organization can, that can be done within Outlook to structure folders and, and rules um, to, to really make it more more effective uh, when when you're working within Outlook. Yeah. So I I probably say those those three are are probably the biggest. Okay. Cool, nice. All right. Uh, and the other the other one that just pops to mind, which 
I don't hear too much about, but you know, do do remember that with Office 365, I think pretty much with all the plans, you do get access to SharePoint online and the ability to structure folders. I mean, we use it, we use it extensively here at, at Zentech, and that that makes remote remote collaboration uh, real, real impressive. It's real, real easy. I mean, yeah. maybe Jim, you can talk a little bit, another minute or so on on how we structure SharePoint online here, because I, I think that could really be a big help to, to folks who have Office 365. Yeah, no, it's absolutely a great point. I mean, you know, it does come with most of the Office 365 plans. And really what we've done here is we essentially use it as kind of a, uh, a cloud-based server. You know, we, we really have just replicated what we would normally do traditionally on an internal server onto that, uh, you know, cloud-based structure in SharePoint online. And what's nice about it is I have it configured for you know, it gets regular updates, security patches, everything. But most importantly, I have it configured for notifications, you know, so that I can actually get notifications when files are modified. So I actually get emails that tell me when people update files that I've created, right, things of that nature, which is really nice. Right? And the other thing that I love about it is that every time you open and save a file in SharePoint, it keeps backups, you know, so I can go back and I can refer back to the drawing from like six months ago without having to go back to IT and say, hey, can you guys find this drawing? It was sometime between June and December of 2017. And then, you know, wait six weeks while I try and figure out where that is um, and then have to open 45 files to find the one I'm looking for. I can get that in seconds. So I'm a big fan of it in that respect. It works out really, really nicely. So, yeah, SharePoint can be a really, really good tool in this in this respect. Mm -hmm. The other point that I'll make about Teams, just just to remind folks who aren't so familiar with it, is that you can you can literally host group calls on Teams. You can do video, uh, you, you know, you you can do video conferences if you need to. Um, you can host podcasts on Teams. You can host podcasts, <laughs> which is what we're doing Teams. right now. <laughs> right. So there's, you know, again, it, we're we're happy to. We're happy to discuss and, and help anybody get get set up with it in, in any way, but uh, to just just keep that in mind. I mean, Teams is is huge. If you have Office three sixty five, um, you, you should definitely look at exploring it. Absolutely. All right, so let's let's move back to talking about the CAD stuff here for a minute. So what I'm going to do yeah. is I'm going to put Kim on the spot. Okay. So before you do that, because uh -oh. I know it's coming, um, <laughs> one thing I thought about with the with the Autodesk products is if you're physically taking your um, desktop machine or your laptop home from work, um, make sure that if you're using like a, a a network license before you leave the office, make sure that you borrow a license, and you can do that right through either your Revit or your AutoCAD software. Yeah, very important tip. Very very important tip. Um, and, and actually, one of the important things that goes along with that, and I will give again just to throw props to Autodesk and for every, anybody out there who's heard the news, uh, it was kind of a big thing a couple of weeks ago that Autodesk is kind of canceling their network licensing structures, uh, but they, they put that on hold until after this immediate, you know, the COVID-19 crisis is over. So for right now, you can still maintain your network licenses and do that. But yeah, please make sure you sign them out before you leave the office. Yeah. Yep. Good, good safety tip. So, all right. So here's what I'm going to ask him to do then. All right, we're gonna we're gonna ask you to give us five good tips on working remotely, right? Give us give you the listeners your best ideas on how to make working from home a little bit easier and a little bit more fun. Yep, absolutely. So, like I said, I've been doing this um, for three years myself, and uh, here are my my top five. So, first of all, set a schedule. Um, it is very easy to work actually more hours than than what you're scheduled to work, and so. 
you know, create a routine. Um, I typically get up in the morning, um, have my coffee and, you know, read a little bit and then I'll start my work day and my kids and my family know that I'm working from, you know, <laughs> eight, nine <laughs> a.m. until, you know, four or five in the afternoon. So, um, you know, definitely set that schedule. Just keep, um, keep your routine. Just you hear that, you Rocco? Stop making me You're work till 8 office. o'clock at night. <laughs> <laughs> or emails on the weekends. Yeah, It's like, oh, man, there's Rocco again. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, good number, tip. Yeah. Uh, number two is uh, eliminate distractions as much as possible. Um, you know, it's a different environment, obviously, working from home. But, you know, you also need to give yourself some grace because you're not – in an office and you know there's laundry to be done and the dog's barking and you know things like that so you know um you're gonna have those distractions um you'll learn to to work around them um you know the the dog is not allowed to have the the door open she likes to look outside and survey her kingdom but she's not allowed to have the door open if i'm on a call or <laughs> you know doing a podcast or something <laughs> i know she'll bark okay. um Good thing. Yes. What I got it at was eliminate Rocco. Eliminate Rocco. Yeah. Got it. Okay. No Rocco allowed during work. Got it. That's two. I don't bark. <laughs> wow. Don't you though? His, his bark is worse than his bite. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Number three. Right. What do we got? Number three. Yeah, we're at number three. Be honest. You know, don't take advantage of the situation. Don't tell your employer you're working eight hours when you're really only working three. Um, that'll that will definitely come back to bite you at some point. Speaking of biting, but um, <laughs> you know, be honest with your work hours and you know, be you know, have integrity when you're working. Um, you know, if you're supposed to be working, then you know, certainly be working. Okay. Uh, he said that to Rocco. Now he's going to want to know what I'm actually doing. <sighs> well, he's going he's gonna to love the next one then. <laughs> Number four, get dressed. <laughs> Listen, because I'm not coming on a podcast in my shorts. It's not happening, I swear. <laughs> There's some things that are just creepy, Kim. That's just not right. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's, you know, it's a thing, though. You know, if you're... Um, dress you know you don't have to get dressed up like your you know suit and tie going to the office um but definitely you're in a different mindset if you are prepared and dressed for your day and you're also um you know you're prepared in case you do get that last minute video conferencing call or you know you have to run out for something um it's it's a it's a mindset really it's a it's a mental thing yeah. uh you know, if you're, you're dressed and, and ready for your day. Yeah. It really is important. Like I said, I've, I've been working, you know, at home for, you know, for a lot of years myself and it really does change your mindset. Just making sure you put on, you know, a pair of jeans and a decent shirt as opposed to sweatpants and, you know, a, a ratty t-shirt. It, yeah. it really helps you focus. So this is work time. It is important. Yeah. And even, uh, there's a, there's, um, She's an organizing kind of uh, guru out there called Fly Lady, and she suggests even putting putting on shoes that tie, so you're less inclined to take them off. Hmm. Uh, you know, and it's again, it's that that whole mindset um, that you're that you're ready. Okay, that works. Yeah, and um, the last one, <laughs> you know, is kind of ironic today because it's pouring down rain, but my. Number five, and actually probably my number one tip, is to go outside. 
at least once a day. Um, just get, you know, step away from from work for a few minutes, take your lunch break as if you would, you know, in the office and just go outside and get some fresh air um, for sure. Yeah. Just, just getting out. So even, even with like the social restrictions and everything, my wife and I've been making a point of, you know, at least every, every other night, if you just go out and take a quick drive around, you know, drive around a town or you'd run down to the store and pick something up. And I go out on the back deck to eat, eat my sandwich when it's nice out, you know? So yeah, yeah that's a, a huge, huge tip. So that's Absolutely. important. You know, you know, another one I saw on you know, which it, it made me laugh, but I said, you know, there's some truth in that though. It goes back to kind of your, your concept about dressing. Someone said, you know, if you're going to wear sweatpants while you're working at home, Make a point of putting your jeans on at least once or twice a week because jeans don't lie and elastic waists do. <laughs> so, so, oh, fair enough, right? You got to see how much you're eating and snacking on while you're sitting at home too. So, That's true. Just keep you honest. All right. right. <laughs> Excellent. Thank you, Kim. Those are great tips. Yeah, you're welcome. So, All right. So there you have it, everybody. So, you know, working from home, um, you know, it can be a bit scary on the, on the tech side, right, when you're first getting started. But I think that with a little bit of thought and planning, the, the tech stuff can be resolved pretty quickly. You know, I mean, of course, that goes you know quicker sure. if you call Zentech. You know, we can help you make it go faster. Uh, but, but more importantly, I, I think that, you know, working from home, it can be an enjoyable and a very productive way to work as well. Um, you know, and I know that these are scary times and, you know, everybody's working with a lot of stress and a lot of uncertainty. But try to see the positives here as well. Right? I mean, it's a plus that you don't have to commute an hour and a half to the office, right? That's a that's a good thing. It's a plus that you're you know you're saving cash by making a PB and J in your kitchen instead of you know spending twenty bucks for for a McMeal down the street, right? It's 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 you know like I said it's it's a plus to work in the sweatpants instead of a suit, you know even though you know you got to check to make sure the waistline ain't going too out of control. Um, but you know most importantly though, I hope that everybody who has listened to us today, I hope you have the biggest plus of being healthy and being safe and that all of your friends and family stay that way as well. All right? And and I want to thank Kim for being here today and helping us all get our brains wrapped around, you know, the remote working from home CAD process. Kim, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you, Kim. Thank you for having me. Uh, it's always a pleasure. Yeah. All right, folks. So we are out of here and we will catch you next time on the Cattle Call Podcast.